Hey, this is Jamaica Jello. Say hello. Ready to get mellow. Don't be shy. Ready to get high and fly. Wow. Okay. That was such an intro. We are here at the Jinx and Dillinger podcast, and we got Jamaica Jello. You guys heard her intro. I thought my intro was fierce, but Jamaica came in like, bow. Like, she's a professional. I'm loving it. It is thank a you, beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful sunny day. I'm here in Atlanta. Jamaica's in New York City York. right now. It's blazing hip-hop and R&B right now outside. I literally have on a crop top, Nike, Nike shorts, Nike tech shorts. I have on socks because I'm walking on the ground and I don't want to get stick with anything in my feet. So I got socks on. But it's hot. Like, it's, 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 and I don't have to cover the shade because, you know, New York, you know, coming from New York City, right? When we get a little hot weather, we take advantage of it. So, me being in Atlanta right now, I'm so sun. This is the closest I can, but not on the beach. I might have to like blow up a fake pool in the background. <laughs> As you should. Because this year, the heat is going to be heating. It's going to be heating so much, we're going to be walking around new now. That's how hot it's going to be. They gave us a test tasting about a week ago, and New York City was so hot, we had people in pum-pum shorts, and it's only spring. No, so, seriously. No, seriously, Jamaica. That week, when the, we you have guys had four more that... months left to go for summer, so I'm already preparing that you're going to have a blackout in New York because everybody AC is going to be on full blast. No, seriously, because last week when I was watching... Um, the, the weather, looking at the weather in New York City, I'm like 80 degrees. First of all, New York re- really got winter. First of all, we got a touch of winter, a taste of winter. It was so bad that winter went to California. It actually <laughs> snowed. <laughs> it actually snowed in California. And that was a sight to see for you, the California residents because you've never seen that before. No, they've seen a lot of fire, <laughs> but they've never seen that. <laughs> They had to get on ice for a minute. <laughs> the, the Californians were shook. Yeah, they're known for wildfires, not snow. <laughs> no, no, they thought that the world was coming to an end. You know, I was just about to say that the California residents probably thought the world was really coming to an end. I think I would have thought that too. If I was in California and I'm hanging out and I'm chilling and I see snowflakes coming down. I'm running. First of all, I'm packing up my stuff. I'm going to the nearest border, aka Mexico. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> and I don't even think the Mexico is letting us in. <laughs> you know, I, they try to get out. I don't think they want anybody over there. <laughs> it's too many Mexicans. You see how many taco trucks we have in New York City? Damn. We thought they only worked in restaurants, but now we got taco trucks. They're like, the restaurant, we're going to make our own thing, and we can be outside with it. And I agree. I agree. The Mexicans are like, you know, they're, they're really about themselves. They really come together as a community. Yeah, and they're that's... real entrepreneurs, to, to be honest. And, and, and they do I agree. anything for a dollar. I agree. And I think sometimes, you know, I feel like I should be like a Mexican. Although, we are, we are Jamaicans, right? And everybody know when they when you when you talk about Jamaicans, they be like they're hard workers. A Jamaican will have like poor tree job, like both tree job the Jamaican. You, you go work after work after work, and then you come oh, home no, and you still at the work. Oh no, these Mexicans beat us, honey. They got twenty jobs. They don't even <laughs> sleep. 
<laughs> they don't sleep. <laughs> After work, they're drinking Coronas and they're drinking tequila and they're planning the next few hours to come back to work. And Drunk. you know what? That sounds pretty good right now because we are on the Drinks with Dillinger podcast. I can definitely use a cold Corona right now in the hot sun. But unfortunately, the only option I have right now is Blue Moon and it's a Belgian, Belgian style wheat ale. It's kind of smooth. It's 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 decent. I can I can I can flow with it for a little bit. I don't want to drink anything too heavy because it's still early in the day. And when you're in the sun, and oh, you're drinking alcohol that, does not go well with that. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol and sun are not best friends. Okay, I don't want to pass out. And whoever's drinking at this time of the day, and you're in the hot sun, God is definitely with you. I pray for you with those drinks. You better get get yourself on ice after that. But anyway, guys, I brought Jamaica on this podcast because we both work in the entertainment industry, right? And the other day, something something crazy amazing happened, which we thought was crazy amazing that happened. We we end up going to an event at um SOBs. Um, and if you don't know what SOBs is, it's it's a place where independent artists can go and showcase their talents and be reviewed by the majors because a lot of the majors they send someone from the labels in there to check out new talent and a lot of people get signed from performing at the legendary SOBs in New York City. Right. So Jamaica come but this night was RB night. Um it was hosted by Ray Holiday, which was 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 pretty cool. Ray is someone that I styled at the beginning of my career for a project with Uptown magazine. That was pretty dope. But Things got real tricky at the end of the night. So we end up going and having like a, a little after hour vibe with everyone that was there. And there was this guy that Jamaica was dating, which I didn't know him, by the way, guys. We were sitting in SOBs and he just comes up out of nowhere and he just pants her like the, 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 the AirPods, you know, and I'm looking at her. And then she's like, yeah, that's him. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a guy that you're dating? First of all, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know anyone that we're sitting around at this table. And you just come and just shoving an AirPod into her hands. And it's like, dude, why are you so angry, by the way? We, you know, of course, you know, we're women. We ignore that and we keep the night pushing. So now we all end up at this, this restaurant. Do you remember the name of the restaurant we went to? Kazuka, something yeah, like that. Right. Like a hookah bar. Yes. Yes. It was like it was a it was a cute little hookah bar. No one was actually there. It was like us and another table that was there, literally. So we go to this hookah bar, everybody's having a good time. You know, we're talking, we're connecting. And we met some really good girls, by the way. Love the girls. Shout out to them. Definitely looking forward to doing great things with them during the summer in New York City and around the world. But yeah, they were a good vibe, definitely. But what got strange is, you know, I got a proposition, guys. So here's the thing. Um, Ray's producing a reality show, a series. I really don't know what it is because I don't know too much details about it. But we're sitting there and he basically pitched the idea. It's all for, it's, it's for mompreneurs. And for those who don't know me, um, I am a mom. I have three beautiful kids. My oldest is 
college. My second oldest is going to college this year. And then I have an 11-year-old who is entering junior high school this year as well. So I'm excited about that. All the kids are grown. No more wah-wah-wahs. No more babies. Yes, mommy has done something great. If I haven't done anything amazing in my life, I did something with getting these kids to college and on to the next chapter. So the idea was pitched in front of all these beautiful women of Montpelier. And I'm in New York at the time, like I told you guys. So I book a ticket and, you know, the date with the shoot days was Saturday. He's like, you know, I'm going to pay you this amount of money and we're shooting this day. Are you free? Absolutely. I, I love a check. And if I get to talk about my kids and what I do as a living, it's a plus and it's an honor. And so I booked the ticket to Atlanta and here we are now talking about it (laughs) (laughs) did I get on the show guys no I didn't I got no response from my text messages from my voice calls I also even had my manager call him no response no recall now guys I know you're probably very unprofessional exactly I know you guys are thinking like why didn't you get that in writing the contract? So here's the thing, right? When you know someone, right? And you've known them for a very long in, 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 in this industry, right? You feel like you can trust them, right? You, 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 you put that trust in them and you're giving them the benefit of doubt. So I'm believing in him. So I'm like, yes. And he also offered Jamaica and my client, which I shall not name on the podcast, to pay for their airfare to come to Atlanta and stay at his house. Right, Jamaica? Yes, and nothing was done. <laughs> and nothing was said after that. No confirmation, no reach out, no uh, replying back to text messages or emails or anything. So to say all of that is people are in the industry and they're really giving out fake phony dreams to people and to just look good for the moment in front of other people in the industry. People in the industry need to stop doing that because there's real talent out here and real people out here working that not just want some clout or just want to be seen and heard, but you actually want to be felt with what you're doing and respected it in a professional manner. And if people cannot do that, they need not to come outside and tell anybody about anything that they're doing because they're not even serious about it themselves. I agree. I agree. You know, like I've been in this industry since 2014. For those of you who don't know, I you know I got my start on a reality show on Bravo TV called Blood Sweat Hills, and that that's like one of the biggest highlights in my career. Besides working with Bad Bunny last year, you know, because he's like major, but. Breaking into the industry and starting an industry on reality TV, that's a high because a lot of people don't get those opportunities. People are still in an industry that don't get that opportunity. And I met Ray through my mentor, aka my boss at the time, Daisy Llewellyn, rest in peace to Daisy. And that's how I got the opportunity to style a segment. I did a couple segments with Uptown Magazine where I was a stylist. Um, and also, not even the stylist, also art department as well on this project. So I'm styling, I'm doing art, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing a lot. And remember, guys, I'm the new girl. I didn't go to fashion school. I just read a lot. You know, I grab these books, I read, and that's just what it is. So for someone that is 
up there in the industry and I and I respect him at the, at the high most you know there's a lot of things that he's done that I that I have tended there's a lot of spaces and places that me and him have both been invited to but my thing is why do that you know Jamaica like you know why do that like if you know that you didn't want me to be a part of the show right no one asked you to be a part of anything we didn't ask you what you had going on we literally came to the restaurant after SOBs to support you to congratulate you on such an amazing show that you put together at SOBs but did you really put that show together Mm. Right, that part. <laughs> that's that's the question that I need to answer. And this is why I call this episode Me, Myself, and I, right? Because a lot of the jobs that I've got, matter, matter of fact, let me rephrase that. If, it's, if there's 100% jobs, right, 98% of them, I have got them on my own. No one pitched them to me. No one offered them to me. No one even gave me an idea, not of an ounce of idea of anything that was happening. I think people look at me and they say, oh, she got it. She has it all together. But how do you know that if you don't ask? It's just like if I needed something, right? I got to ask too, right? Like, like, like you said to me, Jamaica, closed mouth don't get fed, right? So right. how do you know that I have opportunities. How do you know that I'm making money? Because you see things doesn't mean necessarily it's happening. So I literally, honestly, I never really reach out to anyone for jobs. I take my time. I sit on the internet. I scroll through. If there's somebody that I want to work with, I pitch myself to them. You know, I've always been my own manager. I've always been my own publicist. I've been those things until I met someone that I felt aligned with my vision Shay Newton by the way my business partner at, with on third avenue management um she my business partner and also she manages my career because I felt like I could trust her with everything that I needed the good the bad and the ugly I've been positioned doing things with her you know I never make decisions without her I always tell things before and if she sees something as well that she feel like it's up my alley as well and she also have clients that she pitch and and send to me and I help them navigate their career but it's like I'm at the point where I don't want to feel like the me myself and I anymore I need me myself and team I need me me gone and team me gone and everyone like where are my people? Where you need a is we my team. Tribe? It needs to be a we group. It's a we thing. It's not a me thing because, you know, even though people say that, yeah, we are born by ourselves, but honestly speaking, we're not born by ourselves. It takes a whole crew to make, deliver us and to raise us. So it takes also a crew to make a business happen and building an empire with people that are trusted. And in this industry, you know, there's a lot of people that you can trust and there's a lot of people that you can't trust. And those people are the people that are make, messing it up for other people in the industry to flourish. And it's not right. And it's very wrong. But no one is saying anything about it because everyone is just thinking about themselves at the moment. Yeah. And I agree. And, you know, like the pandemic kind of set the industry back a little bit. You know, it's been it's been extremely slow. And, and guys, Jamaica's from the production role. And I want her to talk about that in her experience in production, you know, because production is a big thing. We don't see these shows or these commercials without the production crew because nothing can happen without them. Exactly. Production makes everything move. We have to 
pick up all of the lighting and camera equipment. We have to drop them off, set them up, make sure everything is on set, that everyone can work. Without production, there is no movie. There is no commercial. So we have to produce all these things to make a movie happen and to make a commercial happen. And at the same time, we are also the people that got the shitty ends of the stick. Is the production people. I agree. You guys get paid the bare minimum, first of all. You guys are doing all the heavy lifting. I, I must have worked. I worked production one time, literally one time. And I, I honestly didn't do that much work because everybody just thought I was, like, too fancy to do work because, of course, I was super extra. You know, I was super green at the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm coming on set with Gucci sneakers. It's like nobody comes to set dressed like that unless you're the director <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you're one of the coordinators or your talent or your talent like <laughs> yeah yeah but but i miss extra coming on set because like i told you guys you know i'm coming from being in front of the camera so it's different because being in front of the camera even then you know my boss daisy she used to make fun of me all the time because she's like kim you go walk around with them high heels yes i can manage like i'm gonna you see true word i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up these boxes i'm gonna move everything i'm gonna set everything up and i'm gonna make all my runs with these high heels on that's right guys i was wearing like six and six and a half inch giuseppe shoes and higher literally on set all the time like there was nothing else that I wanted to wear. If you get me in sneakers, I'm fumbling. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm going to trip over every box that's on set. My sneakers <laughs> is about to be scuffed up. Like, I'm a klutz when it comes to sneakers. I don't know why. I guess because, you know what? Right. I guess because, right, when I was in junior high school, transitioning into high school, my coach used to say, I used to jump professional double dutch. My coach was like, you know, you're going to have some mess of feet if you keep wearing these sneakers. You need to put some, you need to get some shoes on. So he used to train us, and my coach was a gay man. So you already know, I was snap, 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 okay? I was together, baby. And I put these heels on. He taught me how to wear these heels, and the rest was history. You couldn't tell me nothing after he told me how to wear them shoes. I was wearing shoes to everything. I would be on the block. And be seen outside with high heels on to the point everybody in my neighborhood used to call me Hollywood because I'm outside, everybody got sneakers on, flip flops, and I got high heel shoes on, okay? And I'm strutting with these shoes on. And 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 that's the thing, you know, like I loved it. I'm the klutz with the sneakers on. I'm like the total opposite compared to everybody else, you know, they're fast paced with their sneakers on. So me working on production and having those shoes, you know, my little Gucci's on. I didn't get too much work, but then I did a job where, you know, I was the art department and I was just like, okay, I got to wear my sneakers now because stuff might, you know, fall on my toe and stuff like that. But then when you look at the pay, it's like, damn, I'm working 12 plus hours all day. I'm getting paid the bare minimum. You yelling at me. You stressing me out. I might be in the sun. It might be freezing cold. This shit ain't worth it. Or is it really worth it? If I want to get to the next level, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. But but during the the shutdown with the world, I would think that they would look at that department and say, hey, you know, we need to give them two hundred dollars more. 
three hundred dollars more, what, what, whatever the the going rate is at the time, because some production companies are going to give you a two fifty, three fifty rate as a production assistant. Some you even get more, and sometimes I honestly believe that the production assistants are getting jipped. What do you think, Jamaica? Of course, we're getting jipped. We're getting jipped off the simple fact that why would you want to look at someone in these days and times and pay them two fifty? 200 or 300 dollars for 12 hours of lifting up things that we don't even know the weight of them because <laughs> these camera boxes and um walkie-talkie boxes and like but they're very heavy the box alone it weighs at least 50 pounds and then they add equipment to it we have to lift these things up very carefully make sure nothing is damaged pick them up from the pickup and then we have to drop them off on set and again if we do not drop your cameras and your lights to set you don't have anything to shoot so depending on us to bring the stuff and we make sure that we're always on time we always pick up the stuff drop them off and we don't get compensated for it at all at all at all we are just like a robot really (laughs) like by the time you get paid from the job it's like your bills are due, you paid everything that you made, and then you're back to square one again. And then the jobs are not even consistent. I agree. The people treat you like shit on the job. They talk to you anyhow. And again, we're the one that make everything happen because without the equipment, you have no moving, you have no commercial. I agree. And that's and that is why it goes back to the whole situation with Mr. Holiday. It's like if you had no intentions of really having me be a part of the show that you are producing, why pitch it to me? Because, like I said, a lot of my hometown, my young Pitch it son, to you and also ask if you were available and you were going to be there. And you said yes. Yeah. And then never reached out after confirm or anything, didn't answer to even confirm or anything. And no one asked you for a job. You came and offered a good job. And you offered the job with so much, you know, believing and trusting in it. And again, because you've known him for so long, you're going to take his word. Because in this industry, when you're working with people, you take their word as their bond. Because that's how everyone gets around. If you can't take you by your word, you can't by anything else in life. Yes, I agree. The thing, the thing is, like, we trust people so much, right? And then those bridges get burned with those people and now it, it trickles over into other and situations disappointed in a lot of things in the industry and to deal with other people you don't in the industry because of doing things like that and he's oh, not the only one that that does it there's a bunch of other people in the industry that does that yeah a time after time you know guys this is not the first time that i've worked with someone within the industry where I've got screwed. Um, even some of the higher ups, some of the people that you would think that are great and amazing, and you look at them and you're looking at their social media and they got like millions of billions of followers, those are the ones you need to be very, very afraid of. Some of the biggest fashion bloggers, some of the biggest producers, some of the biggest entertainers in the industry, and half of them, they bought their followers. They bought their followers. 
And then a lot of their followers, they have no idea who they are or anything. They're just a fan. It's just a fan page. It's Instagram for me, it's it's for fans of anything. If you're a fan of chocolate, you're gonna all the chocolate followers are gonna follow chocolate. You know, but they really don't care about it. They just follow it because they like it. You know, and that's what a lot is going on too in the industry. You know, these social media platforms has tricked people into believing that. The social media platform with your high following makes you a better person or a better individual at the business than a person that is really at the business every day that's not even into any type of social media, but they're getting the work done, you know? And those are the people that need to be seen and heard, the people that are really getting the work done and they're not just here for clout and followers because your clout and your followers doesn't get you that far when people find out that you're fake and you're phony. I agree. I agree, Jamaica. I worked for Vogue Japan, and the editor that I worked for, her followers are low tier, honestly. She doesn't even have 5,000 followers on Instagram, but yet for all, she's the editor of one of the most prestigious magazines in the industry, and she works with all the A-list celebrity. She's no longer at Vogue. I forgot what magazine she's at now, and you guys could Google that fact check because I don't talk stories i talk truth her name is sissy vaughn you guys could go on social sorry guys if you hear a little rumbling i'm getting some ice because like i told you it's hot outside and i'm melting okay so i gotta cool i gotta cool down a little bit well new york is not melting today new york is on the breezy side it's a little it's like you know it's spring weather it's sunny but it's a little chill so it's nice but it's not hot yet but i'm enjoying the cool because I know I'm going to be sweating next month. Yo, I know. that. That's Everyone thing. that wears lace front, make sure you put extra glue. <laughs> <laughs> My lace is lifting right well, because now. Because <laughs> those swimming pools and that heat is not going to work. <laughs> My lace is literally lifting right now, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, yeah, in summertime this summer for 2023, ladies and gentlemen of queers, that wear makeup and do drag. Please do not wear no makeup this summer in the daytime. Because oh, oh no. you are going to be leaking and dripping and look like a dead dog. Okay? Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, for, for, don't for sure. do it to yourself. I know you want to be cute and everything. But I suggest that you put on some powder mm-hmm. and some perfume and some lip mm-hmm. gloss and keep it and cool. And call it Call it yeah, day, get guys. the lashes done, though. Make sure you get the lashes done, ladies. Get the individual because the glue-ons is not going to work either. Those glue-ons are definitely coming off. They're going to be hanging to the side, and you're going to be upset that that sweat was dripping down your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So now... So get them professionally done, ladies. I have one in New York. If you want to go to, it's called So Unique Brows and Lashes. She's very good. Get okay, your so lashes now done. And get back to the... Glue on your lace fronts. And be ready for the heat. Stay hydrated. I also suggest that everyone that lives in New York City, forget about the AC. Buy you an ice machine. Because the AC is not going to work when you want to step out the room. You know what I mean? Get you an ice machine. So you can always have ice on deck. Because every year, the corner stores raise the ice cups 25 cents or more. Last year, it was one seventy five. This year, it's $2 for ice <laughs> So, yeah, but New yeah. York is, is, is very nice. Everyone is still outside in their little shirt and shorts and a little light jacket. So it's getting there. It's springing, but 
all these bikes and scooters, you know, I don't know. It's 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 ridiculous. Okay, now I'm in the backyard and now this guy is he's over here like trimming the tr the trimming the lawn and everything and I'm looking at him and I'm like and I'm giving a stick be doing something you know that signal that you give someone he's absolutely not hearing whatever that i'm saying right now so i gotta step in all right quick i gotta go back in back to the ice machine because obviously the lawnmower is not gonna stop but jamaica i want to ask you something right what was one of the most crazy experiences that you had within production like a job that you worked that you felt like Oh, so I have one. So I did a job when I think it was last year with, um, I was working with a producer named Diane Jensen, Dana Jensen, actually. And um, I was working on a gig called Kids, Kids Bop. So this was a big production and it was a lot of people on set, like a lot of people. However, I was in charge of walkie-talkies. I'm a set PA, so I'm supposed to also be on set. So I'm everywhere. I'm on the trucks. I'm on the set. I'm on the grounds. I'm doing everything. Now, however, there was a transport vehicle, a cargo van that was there to pick up and drop off the kids for the kids' bop and the parents and everything. However, one of the drivers were smoking marijuana in the truck. So the truck smelled like marijuana when they were picking up the people to drop them off. Now, I was not the driver for any of the vehicles that were on set at any time. Why did I get blamed for the truck smelling like marijuana? Because they know that I have a marijuana business. Now, if that isn't racial profiling and just like blaming me because you know what I do, that was very unfair and very rude and very unprofessional. And the person that was actually smoking the weed in the van was still on the job driving the van. But then they gave me the van to bring back to return it and took me off the job. I had three more days left on the job that I prepared to work to make my money to take care of my responsibilities. However, production does not care about anybody's responsibility. And they did not care about their staff either. So with all these cameras and lights and people on set, you know, I had to take the shitty end of the stick and take the blame for something that didn't have anything to do with me at all. And, you know, I wasn't compensated for the three days either. So, and that was a job out of the state. So I had to find my way back to my last three days and be responsible. And production continued with production. Yeah. And guys, you, you heard what she said. She's on a job and she's, she's out of state and she has to find her way back home. Mind you, they booked her for a job. So why should I responsible? Whatever happened on the job, right? Your responsibility is still to get me from point A to point B because you booked me for this opportunity, right? So I I, I need some feedback, guys. You know, you're gonna drop some comments below. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sound off. You're gonna sound what you think. And if you had a crazy experience within the industry, with production, with anything in the media field. I need you to come on my podcast, share your experience, because we have to break the barrier, right? And all this gatekeeping, 
all this funny business that's going on in the industry, it needs to stop now. And I'm here to do it. And if I'm the one that's going to be hung like Kanye West for speaking the truth and exposing things that need to be exposed, I'm here for it. Because, guys, remember, at the end of the day, like I told you, right, no one handed me a job. Every job that I've gotten, I went and chased it myself. Not even people that I know personally who work in production and do these things do you think they're offering me anything, guys? Come on. Let's think about it. Let's talk about it. They are not. And, you know, it was a crazy situation, too, because, you know, I would have never expect that from that uh, producer of the simple fact that I did a job previously with her before that, working with um, um, Drew Barrymore, and Drew Barrymore loved me. Everybody loved me on set. I did a great job, everybody. And I didn't. I thought I wasn't doing anything. And they were like, oh, you did a great job. And everything was so amazing. And you didn't say I smell like marijuana then. You didn't blame me for anything then. So now you, you call me for another job. I come on the job. And I don't understand. Is it because it was the guys that were smoking and you like the guys or something? Why you didn't, you know, give it to the person that did it you instead? I got blamed for something that one of the guys did. And it's like, we're all adults on this job. And I have nothing to hide. And I'm always truthful and honest about everything that I do. Because there's nothing to hide. We're on a job. And that was so unfair to me. And and that, for me, after that, I have to look at the industry very differently. Because this is not what the industry is supposed to be at all. It's supposed to be about us building and growing as a team. So that we could be, build bigger production and 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 make a bigger team of people to work in production. I agree. And I think that because we know so much, um, I believe that we are in the position to do so because we know the front end of the business. We know the back end of the business. And we also have other friends that are within the business. And if we could find some way, right, so if you're listening, if you are an investor and you like what we're talking about and you love the work that we've done. And let's just say this too. Production companies start with the least $200,000. Okay? That's the least budget on all production. So therefore, there should be no problem with paying anyone anything. Right now, I am still waiting on a one day pay from a production job that I did in February. We are in April. Let's just call it let's just call it May for crying out loud. Right. So now just imagine if I was dependent on that one day pay to take care of a bill or to get to another job. I still have not gotten paid. So this is not giving me any type of ammo to want to continue into production with these people. I agree. And, and, and I can, I can say that for myself, like when it comes to styling. Oh, cause now guys, we're going to hear my dreadful freaking story that I almost flipped my wig. Okay. I'm, I almost had to yank the wig off. That's how crazy it was. I literally worked on a job with Estee Lauder, by the way. And I'm, I, I really with that brand. It was very fabulous. And I also got to be a part of the shoot as well as one of the models because 
I, I stepped in for a minute, but you're not going to see my face in the ads. You're probably only going to see my fingernails because that's what it is about. It was my nails. But nevertheless, and I love Essay Lorda, by the way. She was born July 1st, and July 1st is my birthday. So, guys, you, 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 you can imagine how I felt when I got that job. I was like, this is a sign. This is a sign. That's all I thought about. This is a sign. And I was working with someone that I worked with for a very long time. Um, his name is Mark, by the way. And I'm going to say his name because I literally have to take this thing to court. So the, the company, the production company, which is a, a woman-led company that hired for the job, I'm not going to mention them because I would love to work with them in the future because they're woman-led and woman empowerment is what I'm about. And, you know, he were he was paid out at the beginning of the job 95% of the money. I didn't know that at the time. But like I said, this is someone that I've been working with since the pandemic happened. We started working with the pandemic. And I trusted him because this is someone I also hang out with outside of work. And... You know, you pay takes about 30 days for you to get paid. Now we're in 60 days layover. We didn't get paid. I'm like, hey, Mark, what's going on? He's like, you know, they didn't pay yet. He's chasing the money. He's going to call his agency and see what's going on. And I'm like, okay. And he's he's signed by art department, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to air everything out because I'm actually really tired of this industry. So he's working with the art department and of course, I let it slide, but then my manager steps in and we're like, you know, we're going to call it to find out what's going on. And what we hear from art department is the money was already paid out. So now I go back to texting him, Mark, what's going on? Seeing if he's going to tell me the truth. And then he finally says, I took your money to take care of some personal things. It was, it was an emergency. So my thing is like, okay, so wait, my life is not important as yours. Whatever you had going on is not important as a livelihood as my children. This is what you're telling me right now. So you're telling me whatever you got going on is important than me and my three kids because this is you that you have to take care again. That's what going back to me, myself and I, that's the I thing. He wasn't thinking about we. He wasn't thinking about we. Mm -hmm. You Do you understand what I'm saying? And the thing is, we are friends, right? At the end of the day, beyond work. If I needed something, Mark will give it to me. And I'm going to honor that. And I'm going to give him credit for that, right? If I needed an advance before we got paid out, Mark would give it to me. So my thing is, if you needed advance as well before, you can actually give everybody the money, right? And there were, there were, there's, two, there's two assistants on the job, which also need to get paid. And they had less money to get paid. They only worked two days the job was a week, seven freaking days. So I, I'm not even going to tell you guys how much money I got paid because then I might get robbed one of these days. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> right? God is good. But if we are supposed to be friends, that's like me in Jamaica working on a job. If something comes up in Jamaica's life, she's going to tell me before just taking my money. You can't assume that everything is okay with me and you just go ahead and just handle your business. And... You know, he told me that, and I was very disappointed, and I still waited another 30 days. So now we're 90 days in. We're three months in, and now I'm like, okay, I need to let these assistants know what is going on with their check because now they're wondering, like, hey, did you get paid? 
I didn't get paid. What's going on? My check is the bare minimum. It, their check is light compared to what me and Mark got paid for the project. At least pay them, right? At least pay them. And it got to the point where I had to go to court, all a complaint for the money, and also reaching out back to his agency. And what I should have done in the beginning, guys, and this is a mistake on my behalf, instead of reaching out to his agency, the company who was paying the agency to do the job, meaning Estee Lauder, I should have reached out to them from the beginning. Because let me tell you what happened, guys. As soon as I talked to them, I got my money the next day. Can you believe that? After waiting 90 days, to get your money, I could have got my money right away when I felt like something fishy was happening to me. So this is the tip that I'm giving to you, right? If you're working production, if you're a stylist, you're a production sister, assistant, you're the director, you're the coordinator, whatever you are on this project, the makeup artist, the hairstylist, whatever, right? If you're having issues getting your money, whoever the client is, you reach out to that client directly. Don't listen to anyone on that job. Because if you know that you're supposed to get paid 30 days, you need your money in 30 days. If it's 45, 60, 90, you know from the day that you send that invoice, this is why invoices are sent. By that invoice pay date, you're supposed to get your money or now it becomes a court issue, guys. Remember that I, I I'm telling you this right now. Do not let anyone in this industry get over you because you're you you want to be safe and be on the next job. And I've never worked with Mark again after that. Honestly, he has blocked me on all social media accounts. And I don't care to work with someone who I consider a thief. Can't trust somebody like that. A big liar and a thief walk together. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Easily chaotic or easily still. Yeah. And, and, and I pray for whatever what was going on in his life at the time because it's not easy, especially when you work in entertainment. It's tricky. Some days you're up, some days you're down. Some, some days the money's good, some days the money's not, right? And I understand that because this is a very tricky industry and a very tricky business. But the key is to stay truthful at all times, no matter what situation that you're going through because... You don't know who else is going through something, and it could be worse than what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So before we close out, um, Jamaica, is there anything that you want to leave off, you know, to the listeners? Well, yeah, guys, we're definitely coming back, so stay tuned. We're definitely going to be back on here with some more tea about the dirty industry that we all work for or a part of, whether you're a stylist, you're an engineer, you're a director, you're a production assistant, it all goes for all of us in the industry. First of all, we all need to be in the union and we all need to be getting paid more than what they're giving us because what they're giving us is damn their minimum wage. Agree. You can go in a corner and prostitute for $200 in less than an hour that you have people working 12 hours for and then talking to them and treating them like shit. It's I not agree. Fair. So that right there needs to be addressed between everyone that's in the industry this year because there's a lot of fake phony things that have been going on and no one is addressing it. They're just, oh, it's okay. And oh, because I'm getting paid. No, it's, it's not, not okay. okay for you to disrespect me because you're paying me to work and then you're not even paying me that much either. 
to be disrespected at all. I agree. I so, agree. you know, yeah, we're definitely going to be coming back on here and we, we're definitely dropping names. We're not hiding behind any green curtains and green walls and green lines. We are putting every dot on every I and every cross and every T and we're putting your name out there. You're going to die anyway and I'm going to die anyway. So let's just do this and get it over with. Yes, let's, let's, let's tell the truth so we can clear it up. Y'all can fix things. And now we're going to play it out the right way. And that's that. Thank you so much, Jamaica Jello on the Drink with Dillinger podcast. Guys, remember to drop some comments below. If you would like to be a guest on the Drinks with Dillinger podcast, I am here to hear your stories and shout out. And also, if you're an independent artist, a creative that's up and coming, I would love to have you on a guest because guess what? This is a space for you to showcase who you are. And I would love to shine a light on you. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys next episode. Good night.